Welcome to season two of Everyday Disciples. It's taken us a minute. We had COVID sweep through a bunch of our team. We're in the middle of a renovation project here at church. We've got an ongoing pastoral search process that all kind of coincided to push back the start of season two, but we're back. And I'm Pastor Matthew Starner, the online pastor here at St. Matthew. Thanks for joining us here on this journey. We're coming out the gate today with one that's gonna challenge all of us, Christians and cussing. Is it okay? Everybody does it, right? So what's the big deal with how we use our language? We'll sit down with Lori Winicky and dig into this, shall we say, colorful topic. Then onto a colorful topic of a different kind, Christians and tattoos. This question was posed by some of our students, and we'll talk with Pastor Rob about how Christians should approach inking their bodies. We got lots of great stuff ahead. Let's get going. Well, welcome back to a, another exciting segment of Everyday Disciples. I'm sitting down here with Lori Winicky, uh, talking about uh, what might be one of everybody's favorite sins. Um, we had a little conversation, oh, what was it, a few weeks ago at uh, yeah, staff yeah. about uh, sins and how there are some that we tend to... We, t we tend to ignore how bad they might be and others that we really, you know, like to point the spotlight at those. And language came up. Mm -hmm. Bad language, expletives, swearing, cursing, cussing, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Christians and bad language. Mm -hmm. So, Lori, you uh, somehow got nominated as our... I don't know, the staff what resident expert, yeah. I think, on this I'm not topic. sure what that says about our children's minister that yes. she's part of this, but... Uh, Hey, we're glad that you're here with us. I'm convicted. You, you're, you're always fun on the podcast, so I'm <laughs> yes. glad that you're here. Definitely so, convicting. So yes. that, that came up in staff. We thought it would be a good thing for us to talk about here on the Everyday Disciples podcast because this is an everyday issue for disciples, for a lot of us. Uh, language is something that I mean, we different, different people struggle with in different ways. And it's one of those things, I think, that can be a lot more... Like accepted. Yeah. Um, it's it's a little bit easier for people to just kind of shrug off using foul language than it is to, you know, maybe shrug off using pornography or some of those other things. We were kind of talking about that at staff, mm -hmm. and it was kind of convicting for me because as Christians, I think we, I don't know if rate's the right word, but rate, oh, we, yeah. We totally rank sin. And, <laughs> rank, yes. Yeah, we, rank sins differently. And unfortunately, and this really has been convicting, even just talking about it with staff, I mean, sometimes I use uh, not-so-God-pleasing words. I would think every staff member has heard that here at times. Um, sometimes it's not even out of anger. It just, over the years, I, has slipped out of my mouth and... Then I started to really think about that and how Christians view that almost as relatable or maybe that's not even a sin. I have a good mm -hmm. friend that bought me a cup that says, I love Jesus and I cuss a little. And it kind of thought to me, you know, she wouldn't buy me that same cup that says, I love Jesus and I watch porn a little mm -hmm. or I love yeah. Jesus and I murder a little. Sure. And so it started to think. I would hope not. <laughs> That's very that, true. <laughs> we got some. We got some. Some sermon series we got to plan. Then, if if those are, if yeah, if that's becoming yes. acceptable. But but if I'm a Christian woman, children's minister of Saint Matthew Lutheran Church, and unwholesome talk comes out of my mouth, I feel like that's something I kind of needed to work mm -hmm. on and think about a little bit more. So sure, I think that's why we're here today. Yeah, yeah. It's it's something that. I think everybody struggles with to some degree or another. I don't think there's anybody out there in the world 
who who doesn't have some sort of you know language that they find themselves using um you know, in, in different situations of anger, of frustration, mm-hmm. all those kinds of things. It, it just comes up. Science um, even backs that, Pastor Matt. Sure. So oh, I yeah. read science. Yes, yeah, science would say um, cursing doing a physic, during a physically painful yep. event can actually help you tolerate pain. Mythbusters did that on an episode, okay. I remember, where they, they had them um, put their arms in like this freezing cold water and had people swear while they were doing it and then had other people just like say some nonsense word and the swear the people who swore uh, could actually keep their hands in their in that ice cold water longer because they swore because they were swearing yeah it, and it, did the there's podcast. actually a physical response yes. in our bodies to that um which i guess is really interesting if we you know start to think about that theologically what is that saying that there's a physical aspect to, to... using language like that yeah Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There was another article that talked about um, using cuss words or swearing or however you want to define that today um, actually helped build relationships. So it broke Mm. down the barriers. It made people feel more comfortable, which I don't Mm. think is the case among every Christian because, you know. Although I do remember, I do remember a pastor, a kind of fairly famous pastor, a number of years back, who made it a point that like he swore in his sermons to connect with people. And I remember a lot of people uh, in the Christian communities really kind of wrestling with that, saying, "Is that as a pastor? Is that okay? Especially as a pastor while you're preaching, exactly from the pulpit, is that okay? Mm -hmm. Or what kind of a message is that sending? Um, That might have even been around the time." that I, at my previous congregation, led a Bible study on this, uh, on swearing, mm-hmm. I, revisiting some of my notes from way back then, which was kind of fun. Um, well, because I, I feel like, you know, there's Ephesians 4.29, right? And then there's also one of my kids was trying to help me feel better. I don't know if that's actually something I want to say on here. But, hey, Mom, <laughs> it's not really a Ten Commandment. You're not doing anything wrong. You're fine. And so I think that's kind of the thing that Christians kind of look at. No, which so, part so of maybe the before we get too far into this, let's mm-hmm. let's kind of start to define Definitely. our terms a little mm-hmm. bit about what what do we mean when we're talking about this. And there there is some kind of technical ways to break down the different the different ways that we can use language that is offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the ways is we talk about profanities, mm-hmm. and profanities are words that are specifically profaning the name of God. So it's, it's, um, you know, using his name inappropriately, which that actually is a commandment. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the commandment not to misuse the name of the Lord that our is God. True. Um, and I, I don't know that, well, I guess I, I'm not sure. In, in most people's minds, I think they probably just equate all bad language in the same group. Um, I would think so. Cause when, and we'll talk about it in a second, but when I emailed, you know, just various parents mm-hmm. and families, I mean, that's kind of, I think, the average person, when they think of swearing, sure. they would think of obscene language or, mm-hmm. you know, cuss words or however. Right. Yeah. So, but so, I know you're breaking it down differently today a little right, bit. Right. Just to, just to maybe help us think through like theologically know, what we yeah. say. Um, so there's, there is that, that uh, profane language that mm-hmm. misuses God's name or, or that refers to holy. It's really hard to talk about this stuff without actually using these words. Yeah. We didn't want to have to bleep anything. Um, well, interesting. Some of the people said they had no problem with like dropping an F-bomb, but you better not mm. say, oh God. You know, oh, so it's just sure. very interesting, yep. like the respect or maybe sure. reverence, fear for yeah. the Lord versus 
So, so even there, they're, they're, they're recognizing the profane yes, nature the of yes. that. That, that, yep. that is talking about something holy, that we got to be careful how we use that. Yep. Um, the, the other way, as you, as you just mentioned there, obscenities um, is, is kind of another category of those bad words, which usually has to do with the body. Um, we'll just maybe leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Bathroom stuff yes. or bedroom stuff. We'll yes. just say um, it falls into those two <laughs> kind of categories. And, um, of course, there are there are other things that that uh, fall outside of those, um, you know, slurs and things like that that mm-hmm. we just kind of also know those are bad things to to say. Um, but we're I think mostly talking about that whole like obscenity stuff. We're not yep. we recognize the commandment issue of we're not supposed to misuse God's name, um, but there isn't like like your your son brought up. There isn't. I said a, a, family member. <laughs> Now we know which one. Well, you one have of the more two. than one, so <laughs> he's still anonymous. I'm just kidding. Um, that yeah. uh, you know, there isn't a commandment specifically about that language. Yes. Um, I think when I was referring it to, it'd be the things that your kids would gasp at, or somebody would gasp sure. at if sure. you if you said that word. Yep. If I was leading jam and used one of these words, this would be, you know, that's sure. what I think we were focusing on or talking mm-hmm. about more. So, yeah, um, so you, said, you, you said just a moment ago you, you had emailed some folks. Um, yeah, so we were talking about that. Got you know, some responses back. I tell, tell us a little about those responses. So I send emails almost every week to my families, and this was the one I received the most responses to. Definitely a hot topic. Um, I think some people found it convicting. I think some people wanted to defend mm-hmm. um, either the use of language or why people you should never use their sins. Yes, what? never. Not it. Not at our church. Not not me. Right. Uh, so it was really interesting. I actually loved reading everyone's responses and um, actually responding to them and having more dialogue about that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there were definitely different feelings on that topic. And um, one big thing that came up would be intent. That kind of was the thing that I think was coming uh, across the board. You know, people, what's the intent? So you might not use poor language or words that we would consider obscene or cuss words. And yet you still say horrible things about people, but it's just not Mm-hmm. swearing or cussing you know what's the intent behind it do you do you say a bad word because you stubbed your toe or you have physical pain or somebody almost hit you with the car mm-hmm. verse this person is a bleepity bleep 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 sure and so there was a lot of discussion around the intent or um you know, defaming people with words, hurting people with words instead of building them up, which is what Jesus would tell us to do. And that does actually go back to another commandment of like, yeah. you know, the the bearing false witness against another person, which I know in the catechism that sort of gets expanded to be like, you know, we, we build up our neighbor and yep. we protect our neighbor. Um, so, yeah, you could, I guess, make the argument that we're by using obscene language about our neighbor, we're certainly not helping them. Yes. You know, we're certainly not loving them by doing that. Yeah, that was one of the the things that kept coming back. Another kind of, I think, debate that we could talk about today is kind of what I said before with the science, but do you become more relatable mm. to people in the community? So do you, because a couple of people said um, when they made conscious decisions to not swear. In fact, I even talked to a youth person this weekend. 
she'll know who she is if she's listening, but she said she was called goody two shoes mm. a lot in school and different things like that as well. Because so she, her conscious decision to not swear, swear her conscious decision, her then she was kind of lumped into this like super Christian. Oh, we better not tell the person mm. this because she's a super Christian kind of thing where if you swear, if you drop an occasional, you appear more cool, you more relaxed, more relatable. So that kind of came across. Now, some people felt the exact opposite. You're a Christian. You should be following God's commands. You should be set apart, right? Mm -hmm. They should notice something different about you. Um, And then in turn, giving the glory to Jesus for that. But other people felt no, no swearing, just kind of, just kind of relaxed the mood, made people feel more comfortable. So sure. Yeah. And it's, it was interesting reading because Lori shared the uh, um, responses with me anonymously, of course. Mm, of so course. if anybody, uh, no worries, no worries. I got no names on these, um, but uh, it was kind of interesting reading through there because there there is a little bit of we all do this, right? We we all kind of try to draw that line that walks right between what's sin and what's okay. <laughs> And you could see some people really navigating that line of like, I can do it while I'm at home yes. or, or like kids can do it or around the family. But like if the grandparents are over, like can't do that or yes. at school, you can't do that there or whatever. Like it reminded um, me of so many events in our life where that we're the same exact way, right. you know, depending it, on what it's a situation sin on this day, but not on this day kind of thing. Or and if parents I'm wearing actually, a blue shirt, it's a sin, yes. but otherwise, you know, um, you just, drive through the no turn on red when no one's looking or right. you, you know, and yeah. that's kind of what, and it wasn't on just one church. person. It was, yeah. And I mean, myself included, mm-hmm. you know, oh, don't say that here, you right. know. So, um, yeah, I thought that was kind of across the board, too. Which, which really just it points to our human tendency to, to just want to be OK with sinning, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, but, and a lot with that came back to numerous people talked about it's so important what you put into what you listen to, mm. what you're watching on TV, you know, good the company that you're around. And when that becomes, and I know even our own children, the music, Netflix shows, movies, mm-hmm. I mean, TV shows, which 20 years ago, never you would couldn't hear. And now it's just commonplace language. Um, that's been a real struggle because when you're surrounded by that, honestly, that's how I really started. And I love these friends, but that's kind of how my mouth started to get worse. About eight years ago, Gracie had soccer mm-hmm. practices and a bunch of moms we just started running together and a bunch of the moms, I would say, use, use some of these interesting words, colorful language and me running four or five miles with them mm. at every practice that just kind of became part of my language too. And unfortunately that became part of my language at home sometimes. And then unfortunately, does that make your children feel like that can be part of their language? And then you have those discussions of, no, you, you can't say that. <laughs> Um, and children call you out on that kind of stuff all the time, which is convicting too. But sure. Yeah. I mean, as, as you were you know, rattling off all those things that, that we surround ourselves with, you know, to think that, that we are not affected in some way by that stuff, mm-hmm. if that, that, that doesn't get into us or that we are somehow immune to the effects of that stuff, it is, that's kidding ourselves. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of stuff does work into our into our life in different ways. And um, when you're surrounding yourself with the secular things all the time and then not, not diving into God's word and what he commands, I think that's kind of where we have those imbalances at times too. 
and that that's a great word that you just used there, that imbalance. Because I was already kind of trying to think ahead in this conversation of saying, so you know, are we gonna are we gonna say that so you shouldn't be watching any of those Netflix shows or you, you can't listen to any of that sort of music anymore? Yellowstone is amazing. <laughs> you know, I uh, um, I I don't think we want to say that either. Um, mm-hmm. I think we can say like like um, like Paul would say, you know, everything is permissible, but not everything's beneficial. Yes. Um, so maybe it is that balance of like, okay, I can watch a show like Yellowstone that mm-hmm. I haven't watched that one yet, but yeah. I hear that it's pretty rough. Um, and you know, I could watch that, but maybe I, I also need to offset that with something else to to balance that out in my life. Because otherwise, if I just have that coming in, I'm just filling myself up with all of that 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 messy stuff. Oh yeah, you the know, messy stuff across the board yeah. from what we watch and from what we hear, and mm-hmm. then you don't really realize how that really just does become a part. I mean, language is just mm-hmm. one aspect of that, and it's really hard to find a show, a movie with clean language. Oh, I mean, yeah. the days of Little House on the Prairie and Family mm-hmm. Ties and all the shows I'm dating myself that I grew <laughs> up with. Uh, you know, the shows the kids, even some of the parents had commented with me, you know, even different shows that their kids watch, even mm-hmm. young kids. You know, maybe it's not a swear word yet, but it's getting to that point. Sure. Or it's replacing like fricking. So sure. fricking. Right. So if their kid is saying fricking all the time or you suck, you suck is something that kids just say all the time, right. which that's just, it's not God honoring language no, either. No, that's not and building somehow, people up. That's not why do some words and... get a pass? I guess that's where my family's at. Like, why can't you say that word, but you can say this word? You know, who determines that? How did, and I think you even said what you saw a Netflix special talking about. There what was 10 a Netflix special about that. Um, yeah, it was, it was looking at, uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember the title of it now. I think it was like how like blank works and it was all of these different things. And one of the episodes was on like how swearing works, um, which was really kind of interesting to watch because it talked a little bit about the history of the, like the language and how words change and, and how things come and go in what's acceptable and not acceptable. And so, you know, very, very mild curse words today that are just kind of everywhere. You're, yeah. Everybody's grandma's using these words. Mm-hmm. A hundred years ago, that would have made like people blush to, yeah. to say those words. And they were, you know, these, the people on this show were looking ahead saying words that we think are really bad today, a hundred years from now or less, the rate we're going, mm-hmm. that's going to be everyday language. Yeah. And yep, there will be other words that come to replace that because it's like, it, it's a human thing. We always have to have like <laughs> some some <laughs> expletives out there that we can have in our back pocket when they when they lose their effectiveness, when they yes. get worn down, we got to replace yes. them with something sharper. Yes. Uh, it's, yeah, there's there's probably a sermon in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, I do see a sermon coming. So, so uh, I guess as we start to you know kind of wrap this up here, um as everyday disciples wrestling with something as everyday as language. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a part, uh, unless you're mute, like it's a part of all of our interactions. Um, how do we use our language? How should we think about how we use our language? I guess as as we've reflected, as you've reflected, because you've had these emails longer than, than I got to look at them, mm-hmm. as you've reflected on them, what are, what are you pulling away as a disciple for how, how you want to approach language? Well, it was convicting for me, and we kind of laughed. I actually sent nine years ago on Facebook, a friend uh, shared a message. Hey, I need your uh, 
it was a recommendation for a job nine years ago yesterday. So God always has a fine uh, for a child care position. I just shared it with her last night. We were laughing and it said, and just don't tell them about my swearing. You know, we were ha ha. So nine years ago mm-hmm. and not a lot has changed. And so it was convicting for me of how I've kind of just allowed that. It kind of crept into my life. Yeah. Um, you've heard me say things. Don't worry. Kids are safe here. <laughs> I know my situation and my audience, um, but that's not good either. Mm. You know, and I really teach our kids character is what you are when no one is watching. I mean, we've tried to do that over and over. And yet swearing, like you said, to myself included is one of those things. Why well, I know my situation. I know the audience. I know the people I'm around. So it's okay then. Right. So it was convicting. And I think people that share their emails, a lot of them said it was convicting for them too, because it slowly did just kind of creep into their lives too. And, um, I think we can talk about hard things, um, struggles, dumb things, even anger and things without always using uh, bad words. Sometimes it just, I know somebody wrote this too, you know, sometimes it just, you just need it. Just adds that little extra oomph or, you know, really explains what you say. Yes. Underlines the, yes. Um, But as a Christ follower, a kingdom builder, you know, we are set apart and, you know, it has been something I'm like, I, I do need to watch that because I think it creeps more and more and becomes, um, and I would hate to be the reason, I guess this is where I'm kind of coming, you know, if, especially if people know you work at a church, mm-hmm. you love Jesus. Um, I would hate to be the reason someone would be turned off from, from the church either, or that whole double-edged sword of what we talked about with, well, obviously I don't view that sin poorly. So then where do you draw the line? That's a really dangerous look. Right. Well, swearing's not bad. Okay, well, if swearing's not bad, cussing's not bad, then, you know, coveting. I mean, where do you draw sure. the line? And I guess that's where I've kind of realized I don't draw the line. I'm the same as you said to other people. Like, I can defend why I do certain things. We all do that, right? Yeah. I mean, that's why there's Jesus, and that's why there's forgiveness. And uh, one parent even laughed because I always tell the kids, only Jesus is perfect, and that's kind of how they they send this to you. Yeah, I swear (laughs) sometimes, only Jesus is perfect. But because of Jesus, I should want to change my ways. And it just, again, it was just that one staff day acknowledging that this is probably an area that I'm slipping the other way instead of slipping in a godly way and to watch that a little bit. Self-control. Right. That's fruit of the spirit. Yeah. That's probably the one that I lack probably the most, which you all know anyway, <laughs> anyone that knows me, but self-control. Sure. And that's kind of one of those, those areas that, so I'm expecting you and the other staff members to hold me accountable too, oh, in a good right. way. Well, and, and I you know, certainly just want to, I want to thank you for, um, for coming on here today to talk about this because I know um, it is a little bit vulnerable to talk about those those parts of our life where we've suddenly you know recognized like wow I'm I do you know mm-hmm. I, I do fall into this this pattern and um, kind of recognizing like wow what what does this mean thank thanks for wrestling with this with us well and I appreciate um, the emails from people too that did say like yeah. you shouldn't be doing this mm. and I mean I did ask parents for their parents and other people their their honest feedback yeah. And I appreciate that both way, the people who tried to make me feel better <laughs> and the people who, who challenged me of what what does Jesus really want for you in your life. And so um, I hope people won't look at me less, um, but this so is I, just I one think, of my areas. Yeah, as we, as we kind of tie this up here, maybe just to sort of put a little bow on it, it's... Um, 
like you just said, nobody's perfect. Only Jesus is perfect. Um, and so we shouldn't beat ourselves up if we find ourselves falling mm-hmm. into that trap. Um, that's also not an excuse yes, to, just, to just to just stay there. So mm-hmm. no, nobody but Jesus is perfect, so I can just be <laughs> imperfect, and that's okay. Um, that's that's not a good spot to be either. So if, yes. if that's where you are, you know, maybe, maybe you do want to kind of reflect <laughs> on a that a little bit. Group with um, me. You know, yes. come, come to church and confess. Great place to do that because <laughs> um, we're all broken, we're all sinners, and yeah. we're all in need of that forgiveness. And and whether that is our pet sin in our life, we've all got them. We've mm-hmm. all got those things that we keep going back to all the time. Um, so I, the the everyday disciple takeaway from this, I guess, is to to really think about the words that we use. Mm-hmm. Um, what you put in your mind, what we put in our mind, our heart, around ourselves. All the scripture, yeah. And and how we use that language. I love, you know, you tied in the, the self-control piece mm-hmm. to that. You mentioned at the beginning the Ephesians 4.29 about yep. building one another up. Um, yep. Let no unwholesome talk, talk come out of your mouth it. except, mm-hmm. you know, for building others up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think those are great kind of guidelines to put in place as we go forward, knowing that we're going to stub our toe and we're going to swear or yep. we're going to holler something that, you know, might make a grandmother blush. But... <laughs> <laughs> Not my grandma, which is part of the problem. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going. We're going back generations. Yeah, we had here. the whole family so. thing too. No, I'm just kidding. All right, well, yeah. thanks. Thanks for being on here, Lori. Yeah, thanks and for I hope this has been been helpful to our listeners too. Well, I'm sitting down here now with uh, Pastor Rob Appold, and Hello. we're t- here. I bring in a question that actually came up. I got to be um, helping out with the senior high youth group a few weeks back, and we did a little kind of Q&A stuff You'll with them. You'll get some good questions there. Right. And this was one of the questions that they asked. So I wanted to bring this to the podcast. And uh, they, they asked, are tattoos okay for Christians? And so just like right out the gate, like mm-hmm. how, how would you respond to that question being posed to you by a senior high kid, knowing that their their parents are probably listening here, so <laughs> maybe we need to be careful how we well, answer. Yeah. Or we'll tell the parents if they want to, uh, you know, sway us one way or the other. Just parental response <laughs> might be a whole different uh, cat, a whole different podcast, and permission and all that kind of stuff. But um, actually, I did have that question come up in a new member class. We oh, had yeah? some folks that were joining, and and on the way out, they. I don't even know how the conversation went to this, but they said, well, and and we know what the Christian church thinks of tattoos. And, and you I, said... And I thought to myself, <laughs> I didn't know we had a Christian right. doctrine on tattoos. Uh, so it did spark me to do a little uh, research. And I know there's a Bible verse, and I think you might have it handy. Yeah, I, I pulled up um, uh, Leviticus 19.28. Uh, it says, You shall not make any cuts on your body for the dead or tattoo yourselves. I am the Lord. Yeah. And uh, obviously the prohibition is for the dead. And um, now people have interpreted that in various ways and probably have taken that as a general uh, prohibition against a tattoo. But um, as Christians, we would put the, a tattoo in the realm of Christian freedom, um, largely an intent thing. Um, and all, now there are others who would not, they would say that's desecrating what God has made as a, you know, it's not a natural thing. It's an unnatural thing. But where do you go with that? I mean, does that, do you not cut your hair? Some have interpreted that sure. as 
desecrating, uh, you know, what the Lord has made, yep. piercing ears, uh, all yep. of those things, we would say fall within the realm of Christian freedom. And you would, you know, you ask about a teenager doing it out of maybe rebellion or sure. without their parent parental approval. I wouldn't recommend that just for the sake of family peace. Um, but personally, if, if I was a younger guy, I think I would probably get a tattoo. Yeah. You know, if, if needles didn't bother me so much, I, 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 it's crossed my mind a number of times. And even, you know, recently it's sort of crossed my mind of getting a tattoo and I still don't have any yet. But um, one of the other places that I pointed the kids to as we were talking about this with the youth group, uh, I jumped back to Genesis 4 and, okay. and uh, oh. Cain and Abel and God puts a mark on Cain. Okay. We're not told what that mark is, but some sort of a a sign that God puts on Cain that will, you know, in, in essence protect him. Yeah. Um so and very important to note that that's a for mercy, not for punishment. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um and and we're not told what that mark is. It could have been right. a tattoo or some sort of a sign. Um so you know, here we have God giving one of those, mm -hmm. uh, giving a, a mark that is put on him. Um, so that, that, that's maybe one way to, to think about, okay, so, you know, God, God is using this tool here. Uh, one of the other verses though, that I think often comes up in this discussion, um, that Adam, as we were getting ready to record here mentioned was first uh, Corinthians six nineteen, about, you know, knowing that your body is a temple yes. of the Holy spirit. Uh, within you, whom you have. You are not your own, you're bought with a price. So glorify God in your body, which is really interesting because I, I know like growing up, this I, I heard this verse get kicked around with in regard to like tattoos and things mm -hmm. like that. And and so you've got, you know, Christians saying you're the temple. Um, now, if you've ever been to like a big cathedral, they've got all these ornate uh, stained glass and, you know, they are not plain, um, mm -hmm. at all. There's a lot of color and artwork and things like that. Um, and, and so it's sort of, uh, could, can, can we use tattoos to glorify God? Well, that was kind of where I was going because, um, or in my mind I was going, mm -hmm. I've seen people obviously at restaurants, you often see a waitress or a waiter have a tattoo and it's given me it's obviously important to them what mm -hmm. they uh, engrave on themselves. And it's given me the chance to have a short dialogue with a person. But absolutely, this is an important thing to me. Um, I know people have put, you know, a Bible verse or sure. a word that mm -hmm. it may be a word in Hebrew or another Cross language. Yeah. Or, yeah. So, again, yes, I think, again, within that realm of Christian freedom, sure you can. Like um, our like our language, we can glorify God with it, or we can go against God with it. And yeah, it's I think kind of a similar sort of thing. Um, you mentioned, you know, some of the things that people tattoo on themselves uh, are are scripture or religious type things. Uh, some things I think are just what things that we we like that are meaningful to us wherever they are that there is like i have seen people who who do tattoos like in memory of someone oh yeah um, mm -hmm. so how does that i've never really thought of this until this moment how does that connect to that tattooing yourself for the dead is that oh, what I is Le, what is leviticus talking about there oh well the leviticus uh, prohibition would be for seeking the dead and seeking mm -hmm. their you know power from below We're worshiping the dead or trying yeah, to like and trying to get read the future or, or channel them yes um i mean the classic 
when I was a child, if a guy had a tattoo, it was he was a sailor who <laughs> went on a bender one night and got a tattoo for mom, you know, right. on his bicep. Or the anchor uh, with mom on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, or a cartoon, you know. Um, so, and again, I mean, we do that with a headstone on a grave. Why do we do that? Sure. We, yeah. we want to remember our, mm-hmm. our loved ones. And again, I'm, I'm not trying to advocate people getting a tattoo, but... Um, I don't think anyone need, one needs to say this is uh, against God's will or sure. desecrating the name of the Lord. Um, it can be done out of that motivation, but I, I, I think again, it's within the realm of Christian freedom. Yeah, I think this is this is uh, you know one of those kind of cultural topics that certainly culture ebbs and flows on this yeah. you know there were there was time period when tattoos were you know was really looked down on now i think tattoos are much more mainstream much more common um gosh i know and not just little ones i mean <laughs> uh, right well and, and i know like grandmothers who are going out and getting tattoos for their 60th birthday or whatever like <laughs> you know that's that's a thing now uh, that maybe 40 50 years ago that wasn't um, so yeah, culture moves on those things. And so it causes us as Christians, as disciples to say, okay, so does it change how we think about it or, mm-hmm. or not? So yeah, thanks for this conversation. Yeah. I think this is helpful. Good question. Thanks for listening to Everyday Disciples. Everyday Disciples is part of the online ministry of St. Matthew Lutheran Church in Grand Rapids. We're striving to be followers of Jesus wherever we are, and we hope you'll join us on that journey. If you found this podcast helpful in your spiritual journey, we'd be honored if you would rate us and review us wherever you listen. It helps people find us and get the good news about Jesus out there to the world. If you've got questions or suggestions for things that you'd like to hear about on Everyday Disciples, let us know with an email to media at stmatthewgr.com.